the Archive Sports Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we've got a special one. Uh, we're joined by Josh Kravitz, who's an event organizer, uh, organizes events that involve beer and bikes and running and mountains and scavenger hunts uh, and a whole lot of fun. Uh, Venture Life Events is, is his company. And one of his events, the Old Man Winter Rally, caught my attention, so I reached out to him and he was gracious enough to come on the podcast. We had a great conversation. We'll have him back on to talk uh, some more detail and some more war stories. But in this one, we kind of talk about the various events and what they're like and what what competitors can expect and how he got into it. It's a great conversation. I enjoyed it. So I will uh, send you over there now. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Kravitz. So, yeah, so we're joined here by uh, Josh Kravitz. and. Uh, you're the president of the Adventure Fit events, so mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit about Adventure Fit events. What what kind of is that? What kind of events do you put on? That yeah, of- well, um, so my my background is is cycling. I was a professional cross country mountain biker back in the day, and got into adventure races, and always loved kind of unique festivals um, in in Austin. There were all these fun festivals that were not necessarily races, but I always thought it's really fun to kind of put things together um, that traditionally aren't done together. For example, my first ever bike race was um, in Lajitas, Texas, which is right by Big Bend. And they had things like a log pole and it's this, this old little town and you know everybody had uh, a six pack of beer out on the, uh, like on the, you know, dirt roads. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was, a, it was a mountain bike stage race. And, and, um, so over the years, you know, I've, I've, I did a lot of different events and did a lot of races and started to come up with ideas for kind of some, some of the unique events. So some of the first ones we did, uh, were bike scavenger hunts, bike obstacle races. One was called the urban assault ride. And the urban yeah. assault ride uh, was, it was teams of two, which I kind of combined, you know, the concept of adventure racing where you have a teammate and cycling, of course, these are riding bikes, um, but you ride to checkpoints around the city and at the checkpoints you do obstacles. So we did this event all over the country for 12 years. So we'd had everything from riding roller coasters to uh, adult big wheels, inflatable slip and slides. Every city was different. And, um, so that was, that was really cool. And it ended up working out where it showed people that you can use bikes for transportation because you have to use your own, you've got to figure out your own way around town. So that was a a interesting one that we did for new Belgium brewing for 10 years and started to develop a niche for, um, events for craft breweries. And, you know, cycling and and uh, and craft beer and outdoor lifestyle kind of go hand in hand. So that's that evolved um, to doing a variety of other events outside of cycling as well. So we've done obstacle races, we've done concerts, we we do uh, beer festivals, taco festivals, but we always like to have have some sort of active element tied into it. Um, ultimately, just really fun outdoor active lifestyle events that we want to want to do on the weekends to make weekends awesome and um you know combine things that we think are are pretty cool and you know that's that's always evolving so. oh yeah and great camaraderie so like those those like uh events where you go and you're doing the scavenger hunt and stuff like that like how long does that event take place is it over like a couple of days is and sort of no, it's, how yeah th- those were over ahead. just a, a two like two to four hours 
Okay. So yeah. you have, everybody would start at the same place. It was really fun. I mean, we it was it was um, you have to figure out your own um, your your own route to the different checkpoints. We have you know some proposed routes, but for people that are taking it very seriously, they figure out their own route around town. Um, it's about 20 miles total distance, and then everybody finishes at the same spot, and there's a big party and you know music and lots so of how, how do you do the route finding is it like you have like a set of instructions like turn by turn or like how do you yeah so we provide the checkpoint. what point. is it like yeah, okay so the checkpoint basically just let people know where they're about to go and then they have to figure out the you know their own route and what order they want to go to so you know most people will take a, a clockwise way or a counterclockwise way but we would um throw in a couple of mystery checkpoints in there too to to you know to th uh, throw people off a bit but yeah it was fun i mean we had 1500 people in some markets doing that event we austin is where we started that but denver was a big one fort collins des moines iowa was huge they're all about beer and bikes in des moines so that was oh that yeah was a big one yeah i did a an auto rally uh one time with my father and you had you were given like sort of turn by turn instructions but no map so you oh, know wow. you, you go turn by turn but if you if you get off you know the where you're supposed to be you show up in some parking lot or something you got to try to go back turn by turn and be like was that did i miss that stop sign or what because there's no there's no map to know kind of where you are you know yeah, which makes it that's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's always fun to come up with, you know, very different and fun fun ways to unique little spins on things that that people aren't used to. That's always what we've we've tried to do and, you know, sometimes it's to our detriment because we have to, you know, we're the first ones to come up with certain concepts and um, you know, it's good to be innovative but at the same time sometimes it's hard to explain what you're doing when people have never heard of anything like it before. So, oh, yeah. So what what is this uh, old man winter event? I sort of stumbled upon it, seeing these people running and riding in sub zero temperatures and snow, and yeah. um, you know I noticed that it was sort of it looks like it took place over like a week or something like that. What is what is that event all about? Well, traditionally it's a it's a one day event, and it was designed to be a reason for everybody to come together and bundle up, no matter what the weather, and just go out for a fun bike adventure. And it's now in its seventh year. Um, after a couple of years, we added a run. So there's a you know, winter run component. Um, we've added a couple of distances. And because it's in Boulder, it's become ultra competitive. Last year, we had all the best gravel racers in the country come out. Um, and we ended up getting hit in the middle of the event with a huge snowstorm. Um, weather is, you know, that's- Which makes great photos. The, yeah, there's some awesome <laughs> photos. I mean, it was, it was really fun. Unfortunately, there were snow plows on the road, so they had to, they made a stop in the middle of that one. But um, for the previous five years, it's always been, you know, kind of cold and, and there's, it's a mixed terrain event. So there's road, there's a significant amount of gravel, and there's also a trail um, on the 100K course, which connects two canyons and the trail is an old gold mining route um, that always has snow on it. So that's, that's an interesting one to try to plan for because if you want to maximize your your speed on the road then you're not going to do well on this trail and um you know so it's kind of fun and you know again it's very very different course than what people are used to and we started in 2015 right when the gravel was starting to get popular um so it's definitely one of the bigger events bigger gravel events in the you know, in, in colorado 
Um, and this last year, because of COVID, we had to get really creative with the, with the format. So that's where it ended up actually being two weeks. Um, but the idea was to, well, initially we, we were gonna do it over two days. So because you have limited capacity with COVID as far as, far as how many people you can have in one place at one time, we were going to have the run on a Saturday and the bike on a Sunday. And the way Colorado's rules are is that you can have X amount of people in one place at a certain time. So when we initially launched registration, it was 175. So the idea was we were just going to have this rolling start. People would people would go, another group would come to the venue, and and people would you know start the event to be able to have you know a decent number of people. And then in September, you know the the COVID numbers spiked and restrictions increased and um, we were limited to 10 people in one place at one time so we thought all right well what can we do here to, to still you know make this event happen because I wasn't a huge fan of virtual events and that to me it's that you know the, the course I think is really important it's important to be able to do things with your friends it's important to have support so i thought of a way okay well how do we how do we put these things together so that people can still feel like there's an actual event so because um because you know we can only have so many people uh, per day we offered it over nine days so there was a weekend on both sides and people could still be in groups of 10 as long as they're with their pod that they're used to riding or running with um, this, the courses were the same and we used ride with gps for timing so people you know, use their computer or their watch or whatever they use to typically record their times. And it showed up on a live leaderboard, which was kind of cool. And then when they finished, instead of a big after party, we had everybody go to a brewery for a chili and beer, you know, whenever they finished. So it was definitely a slightly different experience, but people that, um, people that did it really enjoyed it. And they thought it was, um, you know, it was great to get out and do something that they've, they've missed for so long. Um, everybody, of course, you know, we want it to be what like it normally is with a big mass start, but right now it's, it was a pretty innovative way to, to make it happen. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to put that on, like on your part, you know, you've got, normally you've got one day, you've got to be out there running it and you just right. sort of volunteer the two weeks. Yeah. It was very strange, very strange because I mean, we had to, our, our staffing had to increase because we had to staff all the A stations but we didn't have the venue, which is usually a ton of a ton of work. All the sponsors coming together, mm-hmm. um, you know, the police, the course marshals, like that was that didn't have to happen either. Um, but event days were very strange because I would I would just basically hang out at aid stations versus you know running around putting out fires all day long, and it was it was pretty laid back in that sense. And I got to see a lot of the people and talk to a lot of the riders and runners, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, it was it was harder in some levels just because it was a extended uh, you know, format um, and a lot easier on others. And then the final weekend, um, it was just an Arctic blast. And it was like <laughs> the temperature was between negative three and positive three. And if, if we would have had the event in a normal format, that's the weather we would have had on event day. So I guess it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But we did uh, allow people to experience that if they wanted to ride in that. We did have some people. <laughs> We also offered one more day, um, you know, for people that didn't want to brave those conditions, which were harsh. I mean, unless you're standing next to fire, it was, it was difficult. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely old man winter came to visit us. That's for sure. 
And so normally you have like a whole kind of like tent area with sponsors at the beginning where the start is and then a, a big party afterward nor- normally yeah. on that event. Yeah, totally. We have we have a bunch of bonfires and everybody gets s'mores and we always have, our title sponsor has always been a brewery. So there's always beer flowing and chili and music and lots of contests. And we've had great sponsors, you know, Rafa and Specialized and, um, you know, lots of the lots of all the local um, brands are, are based in Boulder. So, you know, a lot of the folks that, that uh, you know, come out to just support the event are just, you know, in the industry. Um, but it's it's kind of the kickoff for the season, um, and everybody loves to tell their war stories afterwards. You know, when they're eating oh, yeah. around the campfire. But yeah, it's I mean that's really what we we love to do is to be able to create that after party experience too. So it was sad to not to be able to oh, have that. But um, you know, I think people people get it at this point. Yeah, they get it. But I think you know these types of events. It's like this is what everybody wants to get back to the camaraderie and you know, being with people and, you know, going out and sharing these super tough experiences and then coming back and, you know, being around a bonfire with everybody. And I mean, hopefully like really soon we can start getting back to that. Yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, to me, an event is the energy of all the people together. And I would have loved to have been able to do that, you know, in one or two days with the winter, but, you know, we just couldn't because of capacity limits. So we had to extend it and people really dug it. You know, we, we had certainly some good good performances out there. Um, Alex Howes and uh, Lachlan Morton from EF Pro Cycling yeah, came out yeah. and just destroyed it. I mean, it was amazing to watch them ride. Uh, they were definitely professionals when it comes to <laughs> how, they, yeah. how they took on the course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, we definitely want to be able to, to have those, those parties again. And we have the Gold Rush Bike Rally, which is kind of the sister event for Old Man Winter that's coming up in September. And that's, that's positioned as a, it's in, it's in Gold Hill, which is this old um, historic gold mining town. So we're positioning as a gravel hootenanny. So we're going to try to have a road closure with some bands and, you know, beer in the street and um, it should be a, a lot of fun. And, you know, we're, we're betting the fact that on the fact that we'll be able to get people together again in fall. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Were you, were you able to do any events last year or just you, did you get, you got the old band winter in, but then right. did you get any other events in or? No, um, we didn't. We, uh, we had to cancel our festivals. We've got our, you know, food and, and, uh, music festivals that we had to cancel sadly. And, um, we had to cancel gold rush, um, just, you know, because of, of capacity limits. Um, we, had to we got we got kind of creative and and created some online experiences but you know it's it's that it's not the it's not the experience that we're used to it yeah and it's not the same it can happen yeah yeah but, but you yeah. guys you guys are going to be okay and survive and and thrive this year you think i think so yeah i mean we're we're we still want the want the festivals to come back. I mean, that's kind of our our bread and butter. The cycling events are are awesome, and they're they're growing um, for sure. But you know, we love to we love you know five thousand person events. So we're still a ways out from there. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it. Um, and you know, hopefully by by this fall, we'll be able to do some big events. And you know, by twenty twenty two, I think we'll have a lot more opportunities and 
I think people, once people feel safe, I think they're going to be coming out in droves to be able to. I think they're going to be coming out in droves. Yeah. I think people are ready, you know, once they get the word and, you know, there's, I guess the vaccinations are right. You know, in a high enough percentage, I think people are going to, you're not going to be able to keep them away, you know? Uh, yeah, I hope so. You know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that that's the case. And I'm sure that there will be plenty of people that would be down to do it. There, there might still be some that are, that are going to be afraid, but, sure. um, you know, I think if you're, if you're healthy and, or if you've been vaccinated, I, I think there'll be enough people to, to be able to definitely fill up some, some events. Oh yeah. So what, um, what kind of things do you have on the horizon or what kind of, you know, events would you like to do or, you know, changes that you'd like to make? Not, not something that you have scheduled, but you know, yeah. what's kind of next for like, putting these events together. Do you have any, any ideas? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm very excited by the fact that there's been such a surge in interest in, in cycling and, you know, the, the bike industry is sold out having issues with supply chain, not only from, now, you know, now, do you think that's driven by, sorry to jump in there, but do you yeah. think that's driven by the COVID stuff or do you think it's, it's a combination of things or what, what do you think is kind of driving that? Well, a lot of things. I mean, my, my little brother in LA is a perfect example. He was, he's a gym rat that would, you know, go to the gym three or four times a week. And it was an expensive gym membership. And then they, they limited it to like one time a week. So it wasn't worth it to him. So he bought a gravel bike and, and now he's all, you know, he's getting into riding gravel and that's his thing because he doesn't go to the gym now. So I think that was a big part of it for people that um, wanted to do something healthy that they felt was safe um, you know, and, and I, I also feel like it's, it's something that, um, when people have a lot more time on their hands, it's maybe something that they can, they can pick up. Um, you know, it's as far as the shortage of, of bikes and bike components and everything like that, I, I there's definitely a, a surge in demand, but then there's also the issue of, um, the, of getting supply. it over yeah, global supply, and you know, I I understand you know specialized, for example, as twenty to thirty thousand stump jumpers alone that are on back order, and Shimano has three hundred days for you know back order on new new orders. I mean, that's it's amazing. So that that definitely has to do with demand, in addition to not being able to get you know products over in the right places. But bike shop certainly had a good year, and uh, I you know I hope that continues. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to be able to create events and experiences for people that are, are, you know, have now been bitten by the cycling bug, you know, um, I, I feel like that's the logical step that once you get into something, you kind of see, okay, well, where's the community around this? And obviously, you know, cycling is, is all about events, whether there's, whether it's tours or races or, you know, gravel, I think is kind of cool because it's, it's um, open to a lot of people that just want a fun adventure, you know, and that's, that's always what we've tried to focus our events on is the fun experience, not necessarily the elite race. And, you know, we always want to be able to accommodate all levels. So we have big prize money for our events, but for the most part, we really want everybody to be able to come and experience it. So I think, I think that's kind of what we want to focus on. It might be time to bring back the urban assault ride, maybe call it something a little different, but uh, you know, have something where it's a, it's a bike obstacle race, scavenger hunt, um that people can do with their friends um I, you know i definitely like continuing to do gravel events and 
you know, we'll see. I also think mountain biking is going to cross country mountain biking is going to start getting bigger again as, as Nike and all the younger kids are getting back into it. Um, you know, there was a bit of a gap there where cross country mountain bike kind of fell off, but I think there's going to be some uh, renewed interest in that as well. So what, what exactly is the cross country mountain biking? Is that, that sort of versus like a downhill mountain biking or. Yeah. Cross country is, you know, endurance, usually it's anywhere from 10 to 30 mile races, usually on, on laps and uh, you know, cross country is, is not as, I mean, I guess some of the courses are getting technical, but it's definitely not, you know, downhill oriented. So, you know, these days, most of the bikes that are mountain bikes that are being made are more trail bike focused. And that's, that's certainly fun. I enjoy that type of riding too, but cross country is, is shorter travel and, um, you know, much more cardiovascular based. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah like a, even like a cross country skiing versus a downhill skiing, that, that kind of a thing. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I, I've said it before, but you know, when, you know, I kind of come from more like the running kind of background and, you know, there's, there's some events in, in running and yours is, is one of them now. And, you know, the, like the Ragnar events where you have kind of, you know, a cross country race and you've got kind of a clover leaf pattern. So you've got this, you know, little hive of activity for 24 hours in the middle. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, you could be a competitive runner and you'll have a blast, or you could be just out to be with your friends and you'll have a blast, you know, and that kind of, you know, environment, you get people, they come, they enjoy it. Then they might, you know, they kind of get bitten by the bug then they go out and they do more events and they're, you know, it's a great way to draw them in. So, you know, you've got somebody that they're, you know, working from home and they have more time and they go riding and then they come to some of these events and now they're, they're there for life. You know, they're, they're part of the community. Yeah. That's, that's certainly how it went for me, you know, and I, I definitely like, once I went to that, I went to that first race and, and big band, I was like, all right, this is, this is me. This is what my life is going to be. I didn't expect it to, I didn't visualize it being like on the other side of the start line, like putting on races, but I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. And I guess at that point, that's when I decided I really wanted to really take mountain biking seriously. So yeah, events have that ability. And I think that's what's, that's what I love about my, my job is, is creating these experiences that people will always remember. Um, you know, it gets people away from technology, which is continuing to be evasive. I'm, you know, personally addicted to my phone, you know, and it's, Every, nice yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice to be able to, to step it's built away for that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, these are real life things that you can do and, and, and it's not, um, you know, it's not something that that's made for you know, digital media. It's made for you to have fun and for you to do with your friends. So I, I think people will, people are certainly now, I think going to appreciate experiences more than anything else. And, um, you know, that's really what my goal has always been. I really like, really like just overall lifestyle events. We have an event called um, Burning Can Fest and, and Lions, and it combines beer, sports, music, camping. So we have a, an event that kicks off the day called the Beer Relay. So I don't know if you've heard of the Beer Mile, but this yes, is a kind yeah. of modified version of the beer of that. So it's a, a 5K trail run where you do a lap, you have to slam a beer, and then you pass your baton to your teammate who then does a lap. And then... <laughs> And uh, that goes on for four hours and it seems of two or four. 
And then once that finishes, there's a beer festival with 80 breweries. And when that finishes, there's a concert and uh, then camping and, you know, there's all sorts of other, you know, there's dog jumping and there's a BMX jump contest, there's kayaking. It's like, it's like a fun, really fun weekend for all sorts of, of different interests, whether you're an athlete or, you know, fan of beer. It's, I think there's really a lot of good overlap for um, fun things for people to do. Wow. Yeah, that is, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite weekend of the year. I wish I didn't have to work it because I would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that like the camaraderie thing is huge because you, when you sort of sweat or you have these war stories with other people, there's nothing like it. You know, you, you get together at a brewery with, say you meet up with friends at a brewery. That's fun. It's enjoyable. It's, it's fun. But if you've just, you know, ridden through a snowstorm for, you know, hundred K and then you come and you sit at that same brewery with the beer and those people, it's just like exponentially better. I mean, there's just this massive bond. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the choir, like people that have done it know, but if you haven't, it just, it changes totally changes the yeah well yeah as far as like i think the energy of other people helps helps you push yourself to go go, to go harder to do things you you know normally wouldn't do and then when you have accomplished those it's it's thrilling you know it's like wow you're you push yourself to either go faster than you've ever done or go harder than you've ever done and or you know go in a snowstorm like you would otherwise if, if it was if it wasn't an event, you'd be hanging out on the couch watching TV, but instead you're out there with your friends in the middle of a snowstorm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what makes life worth living. I think, you know, I mean, those are the fun, fun times where, when you're out there making memories. Oh yeah. So what, um, what made you, was there like a moment or what made you kind of like make that jump to being on the other side of the, the event organization and say like, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And like, what, what were some of the big sort of difficulties in those first couple of events or things that you faced that maybe you didn't think you uh, were going to face in doing that? Well, um, my, my degree was in internet marketing and I first worked in the dot-com industry right around when I graduated and, and started working. That was like right around 2000 and then the dot-com bubble burst Mm -hmm. and, I was 22 years old living in Austin with a mortgage that I had to pay and like no, no job. So I had to try to figure out quickly how I was going to make a living. So I started an outdoor fitness company, which was adventure fit. And the idea behind that was to create, um, you know, fun outdoor experiences that would be, you know, fitness based. So it was, you know, before, uh, body weight training was was a big thing. We would you know do kind of general outdoor fitness training, but then also teach mountain biking and kayaking and rock climbing and all that. And we thought, okay, well, let's put those together in one day. And that was our first kind of event. You know, like we we put all these fun experiences together, and I kind of thought that was was interesting. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, what can we do that's you know that hasn't been done before? In Austin, um, you know, the running scene was was huge. You know, that was the era with Lance Armstrong. So, you know, traditional road racing and mountain biking were very, very popular. And I love that scene, but at the same time, it's like I I would do the same races every single year and I was looking for something kind of different to do. And 
and I didn't think there was any any room for new events for a while there. But then I started to realize that yeah, there there really is. And um, and I think with when what we like to do also is create events around brands. So I mean that's really how how we started. Um, whether it's for New Belgium Brewing or Shape Magazine or Men's Fitness or Oscar Blues. Um, you know, we, we create events around that brand and, you know, like I said, often that's, that's outdoor lifestyle focused, um, fitness oriented, but, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's just, I have to just think about like, what, what do I really want to do on the weekends? And now I've got kids and, and I'm trying to keep them entertained. So we started the Boulder Taco Fest, which has Lucha Libre wrestling and live music and pinatas. And of course, you know, tacos and beer and, and all that. So that's, that's fun for me on the weekend with, with my kids. And, you know, it, it all, it all evolves. Um, but I think it's ultimately the root is just finding really awesome, fun things to do on the weekends. Oh yeah. And were there any, so how did you go about kind of doing that first event and, and organizing it? Was it something where you, you know, you sort of set up a website or you went to one of these brands to sort of maybe pitch the idea of doing an event around their brand or what were some of the kind of logistics in, in starting that? Well, the first event we did was urban assault ride in 2003. And I, I was pretty well networked at that time. So I worked with running stores and bike shops and gyms. And with that, you know, this was Facebook, I guess Facebook was out, but that really wasn't it so much. It was, you know, email marketing, newsletters, you know, uh, databases that businesses had. So really at that point we had to get really creative with how we were going to spread the word. Like we had a, a had a billboard <laughs> yeah. promoting our event. And, um, you know, it, it's always about really, you know, networking and trying to get strategic partners involved for us. And with urban assault ride, it was, it was really different and unique. So we got some really good media coverage right off the bat. Um, you know, we had people going into uh, town Lake, I think it's Ladybird. Johnson Lake now in Austin, they changed the name of it, but we had these huge like rubber duckies that people had to ride in the lake and it was very, very visual and fun. And, and, you know, people dug that and, you know, that small businesses are always looking for ways to attract people. And we would actually bring people to their door through this, through this event. So I think that was, was kind of a a cool piece. And as that event evolved and went into new markets, um, you know, we would again, kind of work with the fact that we would, again, be able to bring active people, these you know, desirable, their, their demographic that they want to, to the business and um, create a fun experience. And then have, have a big party afterwards that, that everybody could participate in, whether it's the, the, you know, the sponsors, the businesses or, or the people. And, you know, we always have nonprofits involved, um, trying to have, trying to have better uh, nonprofits that are uh, associated with the event. Um, you know, whether it's women's nonprofits for our, our female focused events or cycling nonprofits or, you know, Bicycle Colorado to promote uh, bike advocacy and safe roads. Um, you know, that, that's always a, a big part for, for us too. Yeah. yeah that's so. awesome. Yeah. So you see, so you started out with billboards and newsletters, like what kind of, uh, how do you, how do you promote the events nowadays? Is it? Well, these days it's primarily digital marketing. I mean, ideally we have events that sell out quickly where we just have to send out an email and it sells out. That doesn't always happen, especially if it's something new. Um, but, you know, for example, um, you know, for um, Old Man Winter, 
we're able to work with um, Rafa and, and Specialized to help um, spread the word. Um, often bike shops will, will do it too. Um, for Old Man Winter, we do training events that are free training rides. And typically we'll have 200 people or so show up for those rides and you know get the word out through that. We couldn't do that this year. So we had revised kind of formats with, with checkpoints for, for those training events. Um, but we, you know, we always like to try to ultimately try to get people to talk about it because that's the most influential way is, is word of mouth marketing. So if you can get people excited about it um, and they tell their friends, then, then it kind of spirals in, in that sense. So that's, that's our number one goal. Um, but, you know, email, you know, digital marketing is, is always important. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you want to be able to have something that's novel enough that doesn't really require a whole lot of sure. a marketing. Yeah, it kind of does it for itself. Right. Ideally. Yeah. Have, have you had any um, ideas not work like any sort of novel ideas in these events, yeah. not, not work? We, yeah, we had an event um, that we produced for men's fitness called the ultimate athlete games. And the idea behind that was, it was an event for more like CrossFit athletes. So instead of endurance focused um, there were short courses, one for strength, one for, agility and one for speed and the, they wanted it in, in big markets, Chicago and New York, but we didn't have the budget to do that. So we had to, um, you know, kind of put it like in New York, for example, it had to be in the, in the Catskill mountains outside of New Jersey and in New York, a lot of people don't have cars. So that wasn't, it wasn't feasible for a lot of people to get there. And, um, you know, men's fitness is like, well, we need to spread the word. Let's get people out in the street handing out flyers. I'm like, can't do that in New York city. That's, that's just, you know, that's not going to fly. So, you know, it's, I think the concept is really awesome for that event. I still think it would do well, but you know, you have to do it in a place that people can, can access. So, you know, there's so many pieces uh, to, to make an event successful. There's, there's the concept, there's when it's going to happen, there's where you're going to do it. You know, it's the basic principles of marketing, of course, but um, you know, you also really have to think about, how you're you're going to position this to get people excited about it so um you know it always it, it always helps when you have partners that are help able to spread the word we did an event for shape magazine called the diva dash which was the first ever women's obstacle event and that immediately sold out because shape has such such a big reach but um let's see what are some other ones we've had We've had some events that we've we've tried to launch that we haven't quite gotten off the ground. I mean, we have we have a list of those that I think would be kind of fun to do one of these days. But uh, you know, I think I think sometimes some markets are better than others. You know, Urban Assault Ride did did really well in some markets and better than, than some than others. Uh, we took it to Nashville. wasn't wasn't as uh, as big of a scene as Des Moines. You know, so I mean, it was it's yeah. always interesting. You think you can you can find some good, good spots, but, um, you know, it's, it's not, not always easy. I guess if it were easy, everybody would do it. Sure. Yeah. So are you, do you have events all over the country or, or what areas do you sort of currently have events? Uh, right now we're just focused on, on Colorado. Um, okay. for, for many, many years we, we did event tours and that was fun. But at the point that I started having kids, I'd rather, I wanted to be home more and I love Colorado. So, um, Right now, we're focusing on you know really growing a, a good 
base of, of local events. I mean, local as in, you know, the front range of Colorado. That said, you know, we still, we get people from almost all 50 states that'll come in to do our events, um, you know, but they're all all based here at this point. I'd, I'd be open to doing some national tours at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I really, I think, I think Colorado is the coolest place to be. So Colorado is, it's a cool place <laughs> to be for sure. Yeah. Where are you? I, I'm in Nashville. Uh, oh, really? but we, uh, my fiance's, uh, father lives in Colorado. Plus like, I just love to go out there. So we, we get out there several times a year. Oh, that's funny. I mentioned, ride, I mentioned Nashville yeah, a location that didn't work, but, but yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe it could now we'll see. Yeah. Well, I think it's growing. I mean, I think like you said, across, across the country, this kind of stuff is growing. And I think like the fitness community in Nashville, like a lot of it, there's a lot of like CrossFit and that kind of stuff, but, but just across the board, you know, on a Saturday, you'll see people, you go out to the park on a Saturday used to be sparse. Now it's just slammed with people. So I think probably everywhere it's growing, but obviously a place like Colorado, you know, has a, a long history. Like you said, you put an event in Boulder and all of a sudden the pros start showing up and, you know, it sells out and it's, you know, the community there is, is really strong. And I mean, a big part of it is that, you know, it's got this, you know, amazing, attractive landscape and people that live in these other areas that are interested in this stuff sort of find themselves there, you know? Right. Right. I mean, they're, they're destination events. I think people love to love to come here and, you know, make a fun time of it. We had a guy that came out for uh, all that winter from Fort Worth and you know he signed up for the weekend that was one degree <laughs> so i was like oh man you're in for a treat um but you know i think that's that's and he had the time of his life and hasn't stopped talking about it right. you know well, it's like <laughs> he comes every year so you know i guess yeah. it's worth it to him well that's awesome well yeah well thank you for coming on is there anything um that's kind of what what i had on on my mind to ask you you got anything you want to add or throw in there uh before before we call it um no i I mean i i guess what i would say is you know for people that are getting into cycling for for the first time i think that events are definitely the the way to go to meet new people to you know to be able to push yourself and really uh get a full sense of, of what it's all about i mean bikes are an incredible invention for for fun, for fitness, for transportation. And, you know, I think they're the coolest. So I definitely would encourage people that are new to, to riding to, to try out an event because I think that's what really, like I said, makes the world go around. Oh yeah. And they'll do it and they'll be, they'll be hooked. So where, where can they go to find, or where, if someone was, um, you know, looking, wanting to kind of see your events that you've got and, and potentially sign up, where would they go to do that? Um, adventurefit.com is, is our company's website. Um, gold rush bike rally is our September event coming up soon. Uh, well, I'm sorry, not coming up soon, coming up in in September. Um, but that one should probably sell out quick. That'll be a really, really fun experience. Um, that one's actually opening next week for registration. Um, Boulder taco fest. We have our, have our new date, but you know, the festivals were still kind of waiting out to see how, you know, when the numbers, and we could have thousands of people together again. So, you know, in the meantime, we're getting ready for fun, fun times. <laughs> we just can't, uh, can't commit at this point to, you know, our, our large thousand plus person events. 
Well, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think we're all, we're all ready for it. And when they, when we can have those fun times, you'll be ready to, uh, to host them. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, there. well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I really, I really enjoyed this and uh, love to get you back on in the future and talk about more events and, and more ideas you're trying to bring, you know, together in one, in one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we can talk about all the war stories you've had and the crazy adventures <laughs> trying to put events on yeah uh, in all sorts of different cities yeah that'd be awesome well thank yeah. you